Hello again, I'm Bill DeVille. Welcome to the all-new Music Heads. In this installment, we'll have a chat with Dave Simonette of Dead Man Winter and Trampled by Turtles about what he's been listening to in the guest list. Weekender Mac Wilson will talk about one of his faves, the Buzzcocks, in our essential segment. Co-music director Melanie Walker will pay us a visit to chat about John Mouse and the next big thing. And we'll talk about Unknown Mortal Orchestra in this week's music meeting. And we'll also have a sneak peek of a new track from the Canadian artist Dan Mangan. But now, it's time for the music cast. All right, in with the music cast, it's Jill Riley. Hi, Jill. Hey, Bill. To start off the music cast this week, I feel like I have a story that I'm repeating from last week. But it's actually another music festival, the stage collapse thing. It seems like it's just been the story of the summer of 2011 when it comes to music festivals and concerts. On Thursday, less than a week after the tragedy that we talked about in Indiana Mm -hmm. last week, yet another stage collapse has occurred, killing five and injuring about 75 people at the Pukelpop Festival, and that's over in Belgium. And again, Mother Nature had a lot to do with this one. A massive storm rolled in. The rigging of the stage was struck by fallen trees. And then the collapse happened. Organizers of the festival decided to cancel and evacuate the grounds the day after the incident. Several artists had yet to perform, including Licky Lee, Cults, Crystal Castles, The Antlers. Uh, Eminem was one of the Quite big names, um, among several others. And I guess Smith Westerns, they're an indie rock band from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. They were like on the stage right before it happened. So it's crazy. Um, again, really terrible thing. And again, uh, casualties out of this stage collapse. Yeah, they're going to have to come up with some new codes and rules and regulations. Yeah, about you know, these stages I have a or, feeling that or uh, weather, pending weather. Right, mm-hmm. like somebody needs to keep an eye on the weather, or some engineering is probably going to be examined yeah, after so all think. of the tragedies uh, this summer. Godmother of Punk and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee Patti Smith's memoir, Just Kids, will be turned to the big screen with the help of Tony Award-winning screenwriter John Logan, who's written screenplays for films such as Gladiator, uh, Sweeney Todd, and most recently Rango. Uh, Winning the National Book Award for Nonfiction in 2010, the memoir tells of Smith's friendship with famed photographer Robert Maplethorpe. It's still in the early stages of development. Distribution deals haven't been made on the project, but that's something that I would look forward to seeing. Yeah, she's, she's got quite a story to tell. Next story, a tweet sent out by British musician James Blake reads simply, 24th, August 2011. And then it says James Blake and Bon Iver Fall Creek Boys Choir. Ah. Hmm, okay. While information is limited, the speculation is that the pair have been collaborating on a project of sorts, which will be titled, you guessed it, 
Fall Creek Boys Choir. So there is some meaning to that tweet. The form in which the project will present itself isn't known yet, though uh, Fall Creek is the name of the town in which Justin Vernon owns a studio. Boy, that's like a ground zero for music these days. I know. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Who knew Wisconsin, right? Releasing bits of information over the past few weeks about a new project, Seeger Rose has finally given up more details about their mysterious Eni, documenting the final two shows in London before going on their uh, indefinite hiatus in 2008. The Icelandic band is releasing a 75-minute documentary and double live album, which will be released sometime in November. Directed by Vincent Morissette, the Canadian creator of Arcade Fire's interactive albums, the documentary will debut on September 3rd at the Venice Film Festival. Looking forward to that. I mean, when you get visuals of Sigur Rós's music, it makes for something really fantastic, and that would be a splendid one to see. from Tom Waits. Could it be possible? Wow. Said the man himself on his website, there have been rumblings and rumors. New music from Tom Waits, you say? Come to TomWaits.com on Tuesday, August 23rd, and Mr. Waits himself will set the record straight. So go to TomWaits.com right now and check, check it, it out. out because check it, out. it is Tuesday, August 23rd. And his new single is out today. All right. Radio. Well, mm-hmm. we'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, what will be Waits' first new material since his last album, and that was back in 2004, Real Gone, it's too long. is much anticipated among fans. And while not much has been said about the album, including its name, a pre-order has been set up on Amazon.com. And that single, Bad As Me, was released today. Um, again, the same day Waits plans to announce some more information on the album. Bad As Me is also the speculated title of the album itself, but uh, we shall see. You wonder if he's going to have any kind of voice at all to sing with Jill. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he wouldn't call that singing at this point. I don't know. He's cookie monstering, (laughs) if you ask me. (laughs) Thanks for dropping by, Jill. All right. Thanks, Bill. New in stores this week, the Malaysian singer-songwriter Z Avi. Also game with the new album, Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks. Mirror Traffic's the name of the new one. You can stream it as we speak at thecurrent.org. Also new in stores, Moreland and Arbuckle. Nero's new album drops. Dave Stewart from Eurythmics. He has a new album which features guests like Secret Sisters and Stevie Nicks. The Muppets Green album with a bunch of special guests is out too, as is a new release from Active Child. And We Are the Augustines has a new one too. And uh, we're going to check out some music from CSS. They have a new album out today called La Liberation. This one features Bobby Gillespie from the band Primal Scream. So let's check it out. This is called Hits Me Like a Rock here on Music Hat. Mm-hmm. 
I'm Bill DeVille. This is Music Heads. It's time to check out who's set to become the next big thing with our co-music director, Melanie Walker. So, Melanie, what do you got for us this week? This week, I have a local musician, actually, to talk well, about. sort of, huh? Sort of local. I mean, it's not from the <laughs> Twin Cities, but that doesn't mean that he's not local. He's yeah. from Minnesota. He's actually from Austin, ah. Minnesota, the house of Spam. Yeah, he must have got the home of Spam. He didn't want to work at the meatpacking plant. Uh, Probably a good move on his part. Probably, but his name is John Mouse. John Mouse. He's somebody that we've we've played a little bit on the local show. We've played a little bit on the local stream. Um, and we're still really getting to know here at the station. He's a composer, basically. He grew up in Austin, Minnesota, studied music at um, the California Institute of the Arts, CalArts. And he eventually moved to Switzerland, where he studied philosophy at a European graduate school out He's there. He's a smart fellow, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, smart or just very well educated, yeah. both probably. He's actually working right now on a PhD in political philosophy, so he's got a lot of different facets to him. He's more than just his music. When he was over at um, CalArts, he actually met um, somebody that you're familiar with, Bill. His name is Ariel Pink. Ah, yes, he and, graffiti. Yeah, yeah, he and Ariel Pink became really good friends, and you'll probably hear a lot of similarities in, in their musical styles. You know, as a college student, they experimented together in music, and performance art and you know we're big fans of people like John Cage yeah, and yeah. and it had a lot in common and so the two of them kind of ventured into this world of you know abstract experimental pop music together and went in different directions John actually ended up working with a lot of groups that we play here at The Current he's uh, worked with Animal Collective playing keyboards for them right. he's good friends with Panda Bear and he did work on that Haunted Graffiti album as well with Ariel Pink but John Mouse himself is kind of a, a whole nother territory. I don't think a lot of people really understand what this yeah, guy's about. he's kind of got a genre of his own, doesn't he? He does. I kind of think of it as like futuristic pop music. I think it's it's potentially what pop music could the sound like. The pop of the future, yeah. The pop of the future. That's a great way to put it. He's really interested in like parameters and paradoxes and... Um, and he's real big on the 80s. I mean, he was he was born in the era of synth, you know, yeah, so he's yeah. got a lot of synthesizers in his songs and uh, a lot of drum machines and an arsenal of kind of 1980s vintage synth stuff. But he's also a really big fan of medieval and Baroque music. And you kind of hear that classical tinge yeah. kind of dipping into his compositions. But he's had a couple of albums that have come out. He put his first album out called Songs, simply titled Songs, back in 2006 and uh, he had another album that came out in 2007 called Love is Real that had the first real breakout hit that he put out a song called Do Your Best um, which was from an independent film that Chloe Sevigny was in called Lying Reach out your hands to the one alone. 
But now he's got this new album. He took a few years off, and it's called We Must Become the Pitless Censors of Ourselves. And it's such a dark, foreboding mm-hmm. kind of title. And you're like, what is this album going to sound like with a name like that? It's actually surprisingly fun. <laughs> I mean, it's dark in points, yeah. but it, it, it it's it's pop music. It's, it's pop music with lots of synths. You know, at times it's uh, kind of tense and really deeply set with lots of reverb and his vocal style is something that I don't know if everybody's going to be necessarily a big fan of. He reminds me a lot of kind of Ian Curtis, uh, Peter Murphy, David Bowie, that that deep baritone. I don't know if this music is necessarily for everybody. It's weird. I'm not going to lie. It is strange music, but underneath all that that oddness and, and the absurdity that's going on, there's great pop melodies, Bill. There's a track on this album that is just like a gem. It's called Believer. It's the last track on the mm-hmm. album. Huge fan of that. I also love the opening track called Streetlight, which starts with these cascading, almost Baroque-like synthesizers. Yeah. It's really different. That's the thing I like the most about John Mouse, and I think that's the thing that he's garnering a lot of attention for. Bill is that he's he's not the norm. He's he's like his own little island of John Mouse. Doesn't sound like anybody yeah, else. Yeah. Not really paying attention to what else is going on in the world of indie pop. He's a total original, and I really have to give him props for that because that's hard to do these days. Nicely said. It's Melanie Walker. She's our co-music director here with 89.3 The Current. We have the guest list coming up here on Music Heads. And what track is it you want us to listen to right now, Melanie? You know, I don't think it's necessarily um, my favorite track on the album. Mm -hmm. It's one of the better tracks on the album. But I think this is the track that really kind of um, sets the stage for John Mouse and what he's all about. It's a song called Quantum Leap. And it's about kind of jumping into the unknown, jumping into the future. And that's what I think he's all about, Bill. So it's John Mouse, Quantum Leap. You're on Music Cats. Music Heads, music news for music lovers. Time now for the guest list, where some of our favorite artists share some of the music they've been listening to with us. And Dave Simonette is in the house. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing well, thank you. Dave's of the band Dead Man Winter. We have a new album and also of Trampled by Turtles. How's your summer been? It's been uh, uh, busy and good. Yeah? Yeah. Lots of gigs? Yeah. Lots of travels? Trampled's been out a lot at a lot of festivals around the country, and and uh, pretty much every, every week we've been gone. So tell us, what have you been listening to lately? Um, I think probably my favorite 
new record that I've bought lately has been uh, the new record by the Low Anthem. It's it. Well, I don't remember. They're the band from Rhode out. Island. They're aren't from they? Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. And actually, we were just out at the uh, Newport Folk Festival, mm-hmm. right by where they're from, and finally got to see him play yeah what is it about them that you like i like how versatile they are they can go from 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 like the lowest uh most beautiful like church harmony song to almost like a gravelly tom waits kind of you know, like junk band kind of thing mm-hmm. and the, and in my opinion they do all of uh, that those two and everything in between pretty well and i really like the songwriting which yeah. is usually the first thing that attracts me anyway yeah there was a song called boeing 747 yeah. that uh, we played quite a bit on the station oh, great. and they're kind of a spirited bunch aren't they i mean they have a spirit to them in, in the yeah. way that they deliver their music go forth yes yeah, yeah. yeah. so i thought that i thought this was really a good pick oh thanks record that I've been listening to a lot is from a local guy who actually has been has been playing guitar with me in Dead Man Winter, Eric mm-hmm. Hoskinen. He's one of the great underrateds around the Twin Cities scene, Absolutely. isn't he? He's kind of the, the secret weapon of the Twin Cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see him on stage a lot, and you don't always know who he is, but um, uh-huh. but his new record, Keep It To Yourself, is is uh, is usually in rotation at my house. Yeah. What is it about Eric's music that you like? Uh, I like his, his songwriting, in, in my opinion, is really honest and, and mm-hmm. raw. It, it kind of hard, it kind of goes back to like '50s country songwriting, you know, like a, a simple but yeah. um, on the surface maybe a simple story, but a lot of complication behind that, and a, a lot of stories about real people, and plus everybody he has played with him are just fantastic, so the, the thing sounds great. Yeah, he's played with Molly Mayer too over the years, yeah, right? Yeah, and those two do a, a weekly show in town, mm-hmm. and plays with your new band, Dead Man Winter. Right. Yeah. So, thank you so much for uh, for dropping by. What song do you want us to hear from Eric Hoskinen's album? Uh, let's hear Detroit, Detroit. All right, sounds good. Thanks so much, David, right, for dropping for by. Me, mm-hmm. Thanks. I love you, baby, but I can't stay long. My hometown gone. I gotta get along. And I got to get moaning and I can't hear you cry. Well, I gotta get back before the D-Town dies. I'm leaving you, baby. It sure is a pity, but I'm taking my money down to Detroit City. Yeah, Detroit, Detroit. Detroit, Detroit Yeah, Detroit, Detroit Give me a county with some Detroit chili I'm taking my money to the Motor City, yeah It's now time for the music meeting where me and a few colleagues break down a new album. Joining me today is John Schober, who's our local music assistant. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bill. And you also volunteer at uh, Radio K, huh? I do. I was the music director, and now I'm the program director over there. Well, excellent, and welcome aboard. And our evening host, Mark Weed, is here, too. Hi, Mark. Good to be back, and also to be teaming up with John, being an ex-Radio K star for myself. All right, let's do it. 
After gaining some acclaim in the blogosphere in an earlier single, unknown mortal orchestra are signees to the Fat Possum label. The group just released its self-titled debut. UMO is the brainchild of Ruben Nielsen, who's a native of New Zealand, and formerly the band Mint Chicks. The group's based out of Portland, Oregon. Unknown mortal orchestra, their sound combines breakbeat, 70s harmonies, 60s psychedelia, and old-school R&B, all recorded in a kind of hazy bedroom backdrop. Fuzzy vocals, heavy bass, driving riffs, and jittery drums combine to create hazy hypnotic grooves that owe as much to old-school R&B and soul as they do to late 60s psychedelia and pop. Unknown Mortal Orchestra, it's a new self-titled album. Mark, is the album working for you? It is, Bill, and I want to say I tried something a little bit different here, and thanks to you and John for giving me the chance to do it, because it doesn't often happen. When I was handed this album uh, last week to review for Music Heads, I knew absolutely nothing. The title of the band was perfect, Unknown Mortal Orchestra. That's all I knew about them. I'd missed the blog buzz. All I knew was John was a fan, Radio K was playing it, and I thought, all right, I just got a burned copy of this. I'm going to sit down, no prep, no preconceived ideas. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know what it's going to be like. We get so little chance to do that in the music business because we usually get stuff but we've seen them on on a blog or we get a one sheet with a cd you always get something that kind of sets you up for expectations good bad or indifferent so i love the chance to be uh sitting down with this totally blind i gotta say three songs in i was grimacing thinking do i really have to listen to this all the way through all weekend because it didn't connect with me immediately. It, there's something about the recording quality that sounds like it was recorded on a cell phone in the room next door to where the band's playing. And you know the band is pretty good, but it's like they don't know they're being recorded, almost. It's so offhand and uh, lackadaisical and kind of psychedelic in that good way. But I have to say, it just grew on me and grew on me and grew on me. And now I'm a big fan. Every song has a huge hook, whether it's just a simple guitar line or a vocal phrase. And my favorite probably is track five, which I'll have to leave John to tell me what the title is. But it's got a great little lyric saying, how can you love me if you don't like me? Well, there you go. There's the title. How can you love me? (laughs) (laughs) So I do. I like them. I wouldn't say love, but yes, I like it. John, the floor is yours. Is it working for you? It does, and that definitely is the best song on the album. I was going to talk about it, How Can You Love Me? And it's just, that hook is, it's insane. Yeah. They're just a bunch of weirdos. And I mean, <laughs> I really... In a good way? In a great way. Yeah, I love weirdos. I mean, me they too. play in the dark at all of their shows. They get a whole really? all, they get a whole bunch of flack, you know, from, from photographers and all that kind of stuff. And every single, there's like six song titles on the album misspelled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, for funny, for, for friends? Well, yeah. actually, I was, I was going to ask you about that, how they do it live, because the sound quality literally does, you know, seems muddy or deliberately hazy, like Bill said in the intro, and I wonder how it comes off live. And see, and I haven't, I haven't seen them live yet. I've watched the videos online, and the sound sounds exactly the same. I think yeah. a lot of people wonder 
what instruments actually go into doing that whole act, but it's just a drum kit, a bass, and a guitar, and just a lot of that's, that's wah wah effects. Yeah. Really, that's yeah. what I liked about it is it's so spare, and mm-hmm. yeah. the, the drums are obviously real, the bass is obviously real, as is the guitar, which I thought was kind of bluesy in, in many spots. Right, and there's some good hooks, and it's almost like '60s, you know, Hanna Barbera cartoons or something yeah. like that. In yeah. fact, the the key for me was after listening to it two or three times, I I left it on for the misses and said, see what you think of this album, because I can't make up my mind. And she was literally tapping her foot two or three songs in and said that it sounds like contemporary psychedelic 60s rock with a pop slant. And I was like, oh, wow, she's nailed it. And I I think that's how it, it, it's not something for the music heads necessarily. I think it does have that kind of quintessential classic quality to it. definitely transgresses boundaries yeah. in every single way. People might get thrown off by the vocals at first, but you really warm up to it. And that is his voice. It's just naturally freaky yeah. deaky. You know? yeah, yeah. So the track you guys both mentioned, you know, that reminds me of it reminds me of Beck if you you know did sort of if he didn't know mm-hmm. how to yeah. use all the, the tools and record it in his bedroom, that's what he might sound like. I mean that that song is perfectly crafted. It's got a great hook in it and right. nicely written the whole thing. And I mean this in the best possible sense. It reminded me of Ween, the pod album kind oh, of sure, in, sure. in that way. It, is like you know that they can play um, and it's got that kind of lazy and a little tripped out that especially the vocals sometimes seem like they're really really put through an effects box so they seem trippy you know many of the songs got my ear including uh, track number one I heard so many you know that sounded like what MGMT was really going for for their for their second album I kind of heard hmm. that and and uh, you know the band the Perth Australia band Tame Impala yep. I hear that all over this only they record you know higher fidelity I think than these guys do It's interesting because they're out of New Zealand and it seems like that corner of the world Australia and New Zealand is now really known for this psych Mm-hmm. experimental electronic movement. You've got Tame Impala, the Avalanches kicked it off in the early 2000s, Tamarin, yeah. all this kind of stuff. And so, uh, and they're all migrating over yeah, to North, yeah. North America. It's just pretty neat. All right. The album is called Unknown Mortal Orchestra. It's brand new and uh, just was released on the Fat Possum label. John, thanks for joining me for Music Hats today. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, that was fun. Discovering right. what Unknown Mortal Orchestra is. All right. Well, let's listen to For Funny, For Friends, Track number one from Unknown Mortal Orchestra here on Music End.
Time now for the Essentials segment here on Music Heads, where we talk about an album that's a must to any Music Heads collection. Mac Wilson is here in the house. How you doing, Mac? Hello, Bill. And How are you today? I am excellent. And you wanted to talk about who was it today? My essential pick for this week is the singles compilation by the UK punk band Buzzcocks called Singles Going Steady. It compiles the singles that they released between 1977 and 1979. One of the things that makes this album so great is its economy and its simplicity. It's eight A-sides in chronological order, then you flip the record order, and it's the eight B-sides in chronological order. That's it. There's there's no trickery involved with this. You just get to watch the evolution of a band over a couple of years, and then all of a sudden it jumps back to the beginning of the band, and you move back through the timeline, which is to say nothing of the tremendous influence that Buzzcocks hand in laying the seeds for uh, basically punk pop. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. that followed after that, they're drawing upon elements of punk, elements of pop, and even elements of glam all in their music. I feel silly going through the track listing because there's so many great tracks, and it's not an album per se, de facto. It's a collection of singles. It's a collection yeah. of great singles. Mm-hmm. You, you know Ever Fallen in Love and What Do I Get and uh, even Orgasm Addict you know it which is a great way to get things going right out of the gate you tried it just for once found it all right for kicks now you find out that it's a habit that sticks and you're an orgasm addict well you tried it just for once found it all right for kicks but now you find out that it's a habit that sticks and you're an orgasm addict you're an orgasm addict you're making out with school kids one of the heads of state you've even made it with a lady who puts a little plastic lemons on the Christmas cake She's assistants and bell hops. You found them all here and there. Children of God and the joy strings. It's national women with nobody here. Uh-huh. And that that kind of sets the tone for the entire record. You just keep digging into these songs. You can't stop until you get to the the end of it. You listen to the B sides all the way through, through, like they're sequenced as a proper album. It's it's fantastic. How did you come across this album? This, this was uh, recorded way back, I mean, this was released way back in 1979, not quite your generation, before you were born even, but what is it about this album that, how did you discover it? I, I was in college at the time, mm-hmm. I believe it was sophomore year of college, and uh, What Do I Get was in a, a car commercial. I forget exactly which which brand it was. They were a band that kind of existed on the periphery. Like, yeah. you, you, when you think of UK punk and you're, you know, 19, you gravitate towards, you know, the Clash and the Sex Pistols. And, and the then jam, you're you're, yeah. you're kind of aware of Buzzcocks. And then you sit down and listen to it. You go, oh, my God, this is this is absolutely fantastic all the way through everything that they're doing with the uh, with the chord changes on a track like Ever Fallen in Love, which is jumping all over the place. And then the lyrics that uh, that Pete Shelley is coming up with all these tales of unrequited love. It's something that you can relate to mm-hmm. at that point in your life. Another thing that I really like about the record is, since it's chronological, there's no real effort to make it flow together well, which just makes it flow together all the all the better. So if you get some totally weird track, it's just there and you jump ahead. So one of the most irreverent songs they ever did was "Something Goes Wrong Again" or "Something's Gone Wrong Again," and he's complaining about you know breaking the yolk of the egg when he's making breakfast in the morning. You're like, okay, we've been through 15 songs, tortured songs of unrequited love and agony of this, and then to top it all off, the yolk of 
your egg breaks and it's it's one of the best album closers that you could ever think of coming up with and it's just because of strict chronology and it's it's elements like that that keep me coming back to this record it's just fascinating to go through this and it sounds great loud at the mm-hmm. same time love this love this album For an essential record, and I think that this is essential on two levels. One thing, it's an essential album because all of the music is great, but it's also an introduction to an essential band, Buzzcocks in this general. Is like, yeah, it's total must-have for a music heads collection. I mean, this is like I remember when when I first discovered this album. It seemed like it was standard issue to anybody who was entering college, kind of like the Violent Femmes' first album, you know. And uh, you just—it was standard issue. You should you should be handed this thing when you take off to college, and, and it's stood the test of time so well. The band is still vital. They're still out uh, out in the road doing it again. I was kind of sad. I still remember when Pete Shelley left the band, and, the, and uh, well, the, and that was its demise, and he made the solo album. But then he ultimately came back, and I remember when they remerged. I don't remember the year. It might have been the early 2000s when they were back together and they were on the road. They played an early show down at First Avenue and blew everybody away because it wasn't quite nostalgic. It, still, it wasn't like going to see the Beach Boys. It was still alive and well and had a, had a pulse. And, yeah, and none of this amazing. sounds dated no, at all. No, there's such an influence on so many of the young punk bands around now. It's amazing. You know, the the green days of the world seem like you know they probably grew up on that, a good that's totally it. diet of the buzzcock. The movie High Fidelity, they talk about the influences of Green Day. They're like, oh, they're a mix between the Clash and Stiff Little Fingers, but really buzzcocks. They they yeah, set the template the, for the all poppy, of that. The poppiness of Green Day's music is totally from the buzzcocks playbook. I think you could sit and listen to this album just for the guitars and be entertained all the way through the the guitar interplay and the uh, yeah, endlessly Steve, inve- Steve Diggle and, and, and uh, endlessly inventive riffage. Yeah, Pete, it's it's mm-hmm. great. Any song in particular you want us to check? Check out to wrap things up, Mac. Good grief, all of them. <laughs> Let's give a listen to the uh, the song that introduced me to Buzzcocks in the first place, which is What Do I Get? Thanks for joining me for the essential segment, Mac. As always, thank you, Bill. I just want to love like any other. What do I get? I only want a friend who stay to the end. What do I get? What do I get? Oh, what do I get? been Music Heads from 89.3 The Current and Minnesota Public Radio. I want to thank my colleagues for contributing to the show, including Jill Riley, Melanie Walker, Mark Wheat, John Schobert, and Mac Wilson. Props to Dave Simonette for sharing some of the music he loves with us. And special thanks to executive producer Melanie Walker and Derek Stevens for helping to make this show happen, and to our intern, Alex Wright. Thanks to members of Minnesota Public Radio and The Current for making shows like this happen. And thanks to you for listening. Find us at thecurrent.org slash musicheads. 
We'll wrap up this week's show with a sneak peek of a track from Canadian artist Dan Mangan. You might recall he had a really great track called Road Regrets you may have heard on 89.3 The Current. He has a new album on the way called O Fortune, which will be released on September 27th. Here's a track called Post-War Blues. There's the team. 